listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday, October 21st. Hey, guess what? What? Next Sunday is Reformation. <laughs> this coming oh, Sunday. <laughs> wow. That is upon us. Just an FYI. Wow. I'm pretty excited. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of good music planned. It has nothing to do with what we're talking about today. <laughs> I'm just excited for Reformation. <laughs> I can see that. You're very excited about Reformation. Well, we have two good topics on deck today. Mental Health Monday, as always, we check in with Digitus Heidi Gaiman, um, emotions and where to put them, what to, what what do we do with them. Um, and then upcoming uh, lecture at Village Lutheran Church here yeah. in St. Louis. Uh, that's coming up soon. They have a really good lecture. And amazingly, it relates to Mental Health Monday as well. It actually does. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stress like we and anxiety it that in, way in, uh, in children and adolescents. Yeah. Um, and so we get to talk with Dr. Saunders, the mm-hmm. presenter, and uh, some friends from Village Lutheran Church in just a little bit. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for supporting the coffee hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Good morning, Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. How are you this morning? Good morning. I am good. I'm good. I'm also pretty excited. I'm excited for a new week, but not quite as excited as Sarah is maybe about Rose. <laughs> Can you hear that? We're just like, singing so much good music on Sunday. I can't wait. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Do, That's good. Do you get to break out brass and timpani for... Not no, timpani no, yet. No. Our balcony is not quite big enough okay. for all of that. But yes, brass. My brass internship congregation did that. So uh, that, yeah. At some point, prepares. hopefully we'll have. We have, <laughs> we have uh, to, this week emotions and where to put them. Obviously, Sarah is feeling some strong emotions right now. So let's talk about what to do with those. Um, right. What did we learn last week? We need to revisit what we learned last week about emotions. Yeah, I think we had a just a really uh, open conversation about maybe how uncomfortable we often feel with emotions and how we like to label them. You know, we like to put them into categories of these emotions are really great and I love them and I want to experience them. And then this other category that we often ignore, which is, you know, uncomfortable emotions. And usually I think culturally we label them as negative, particularly in the Christian church. Like we see uh, anger, fear, sadness, and the emotions that are related as sinful. I mean, I think we inappropriately label emotions as, you know, good or evil in a way that really God doesn't. And there are certainly emotions that are more uncomfortable and that can go south pretty fast um, and can find us in sin. But I think it's so funny because happiness is one of our favorite emotions and that one can find us in sin much faster than, (laughs) you know, sadness, fear, or anger, I think. So So yeah, they're complicated. And I think that was really our conversation is they're complicated, but God, just as the creator of all things, he's the creator of emotion. He also, um, you know, knew when he created us that we would live in a broken world. And so he gave us the ability to experience things like tears um, and uh I think that that, you know, is really kind of him to give us a way to express what we would experience in the world. And then he does restore, you know, he redeems and he restores our emotions just as he does the rest of us. And so that was, that was, I think, just a really helpful foundational conversation for, for God's relationship with emotions um, as creator and redeemer of all things in our life. Yeah, we. I mean, we hear about emotions in the Bible, um, anger and uh, sad. Like Jesus was sad; uh, he cried, and yet we. Uh, <laughs> I mean, if, if he's perfect, then um, right. you, you know the, the, your, um, the emotions themselves are, are a, a thing, not necessarily sinful or or not. Um, 
but that's mm-hmm. that's not the path we're going down today. Uh, what are what are the ways that that we deal with these emotions, good and bad ways? Yeah, I mean, there's probably several. I narrow them down to three for people uh, to keep it kind of simple, and these are the three that I see the most often, um, and that. I think we can read about in research and stuff too. Um, Number one, we push them aside. We try to put them somewhere else besides the like discomfort we feel inside of us, whether that's like uh, what we would traditionally think of as a positive emotion because it's just sometimes feels like too much um, or whether what we traditionally think of as a negative emotion, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily want to experience anxiety, even if that that's telling us something we talked about last week is emotions as indicators. You know, they, they inform us, they don't lead us. And so we try to push them off of us instead of just like listening to them and finding out what our body is saying to us, um, through its nervous system and its sensory system and all that good stuff. But the unfortunate thing about pushing them aside is that we usually push them onto other people and that's not good for our relationships. You know, when I can't handle my emotions and I essentially put them onto my husband. I throw them at my husband or I throw them at a friend. Uh, You can see how that would go south pretty fast. Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of me, you know, just honestly dealing with them, honestly listening to them and, um, you know, asking God to help me sort out like what I am experiencing um, in my, in my person and in my life. So that's the the number one one I see happening that we are very unaware of. You know, you probably mm-hmm. in your mind are like picturing almost a physical of like pushing the emotion onto someone. And usually that happens in words, you know, in actions. And that's definitely where they can quickly become sinful too, because we're we're kind of throwing them out at someone and and emotions like anger then. Um you know, God says, be angry and do not sin. Well, you know, when we push them off to somebody else, it's definitely sinning. The second one is push them down. Uh, And so this is equally as unhealthy, even though we think that it keeps us from sinning, I think. And that's the reason we like push them down. So instead of dealing with the anger and frustration I feel inside or the sadness I feel inside, I just try to like push it further down. Um, And I kind of contextualize this for people as like ankle weights that eventually become, you know, (laughs) knee muck boots. Um, And then we're eventually just like, we're in quicksand of our emotions because we haven't dealt with them. Um, And so they just, uh, they don't do well when we uh, ignore them and push them further and further down. And the last one is the healthy find awareness, you know, recognize it and just notice it. And next week, we're going to talk a lot about judgment of our emotions and labeling and get more into that. But, you know, just being aware of them is a great place to start. Um, I have a lifelong relationship with anxiety and I'm really upfront about that. Uh, and so I have to spend a lot of my time just being like, oh, I feel kind of anxious. What's going on around here? You know, what, what am I going through? What is happening in my life? What room am I in? Who am I interacting with? You know, where's that anxiety coming from? So letting them inform you, you know, being aware of your own self and how, how you interact with the world and in your relationships. So what are some practical examples of that? Uh, give us some more practical examples of the healthy way to deal with <laughs> the emotions. healthy way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I think our, our body says a lot and I know we don't want to like animate it too much. Um, but 
you know, God is, has gifted us with this amazing brain and neurological system um, in many, many senses. You know, we know about the five traditional senses. If you look up the nine senses that can help you become more informed about your body and the different ways that your body's talking, you know, your brain's talking in many different places in your body. And so we can engage in that. We can know more about ourselves instead of uh, just kind of avoiding it and ignoring it and trying to move on. And so the anxiety when I brought up, if I feel like pressure on my chest or if I have a tension headache or if I... Um, um, if I get like a lump in my throat, those are all things I think people can identify as like, oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> emotional awareness, you know, those different sensations. And maybe each of you can think of one, you know, what is something, um, you know, it basically head, chest cavity um, is, is especially kind of the places and spaces we usually experience them. But even like, you know, people, how they jostle their leg a lot, that's usually our body telling us like that we have some energy maybe pent up that we need to engage with to kind of understand what's going on with us. Same thing with pen Where's clicking, you know. The camera, you can see I'm what's going on. literally shaking my leg right now. <laughs> You're welcome. Are you, You're welcome are you for here outing you. somewhere? I, I don't, there is a camera I just, right there. I just didn't think it was on. Yeah, yeah. And people, you know, people like touch their face. A lot. Like we do different mannerisms and these mannerisms are, you know, we're not judging them again. That's really important. It's just a reality that we're doing this. Well, why are we doing that? You know, what is going on inside of us? That's the first step to emotional awareness. What's going on? And just kind of like, you know, look at yourself, look at um, what's going on internally, which means you have to sit with it for five seconds. And people don't really like that, I think, you know, <laughs> oh, how is my chest feeling right now? How is my head feeling? Um, but it's a really healthy thing. And we can get to a place then where we, we can begin to, um, I hate the word manage our emotions because like, I don't, I don't think they're things to manage. I think that they are things to experience and to um, give depth to life, you know, without emotions, we'd be boring. We already talked about, we're not Vulcans, right? We're <laughs> that, that's, that's kind of a Star Trek lie that it would be so great if we didn't have emotions. Uh, we don't believe that as Christians instead, you know, engaging with them to help understand ourselves better. Um, and then of course, when they're complicated and difficult, just like anything else complicated and difficult, we turn to God and ask him for help. It's like you're describing all of my, all of my little quirks in one 12 minute segment. <laughs> therapy with Heidi. No, this is Pretty not a therapeutic much, yeah. segment. Um, <laughs> Go seek local therapy. Yeah. All those disclaimers. Um, why, why should someone, uh, uh, do this? Be emotionally aware. What is the benefit to, um, not only ourselves, but our neighbors? Uh, what, mm -hmm. what, what is the end goal of, of being emotionally aware? Yeah, you know, emotional intelligence is a really important topic. And we talk about it a lot in worker wellness because we've found that like we need more emotional intelligence. It's not something we spend much time on. And it really impacts the way we communicate with people. It impacts the way we treat people. Um, again, that pushing aside when we aren't aware of our emotions, when we're not able to kind of label them, name them, um, and speak God's truth to them, just like we would other things in our life, then we unfortunately Unfortunately, engage with our neighbors in a way that isn't always accurate to the way we want to. You know, we let our emotions lead then. We're more likely 
excuse me, to let them lead if we aren't able to engage with that informing process. Um, and so we want healthier relationships. We want to be able to communicate um, the truth in love, as scripture says, um, instead of letting our emotions. And, you know, 1 Corinthians 13, the love chapter, when Paul talks about kindness and patience and all of that, you know, our emotions are wrapped up in all of those things. And so if we're not aware of them, then we're never going to get to the place where we are able to speak truth and love closer. You know, this journey on earth is always about like moving closer, the sanctified process, right? Um, moving closer to what um, God intended for us just as we are, you know, perfect in Christ Jesus, our Lord and righteous in him. And so, yeah, I think it definitely impacts all of those ways that we disseminate the gospel and all of these, all the meaning things in life are greatly impacted by whether we understand the emotions going on inside of us or not. So I have the title for your next book, Sanctified Emotional Awareness. There you go. Ooh. You're welcome. I don't know. Catchy. Will anyone buy that? I don't know. <laughs> was like, no? okay. stop talking about emotions. <laughs> How to stop pushing your emotions onto your spouse. <laughs> no, it's oh, good, man. right? We got to talk about this. That's we got to talk about this. <laughs> Mental yeah, health. And if we want, you know, I see friendship, especially, and mm -hmm. our workers are like, oh, I'd really like a friend. And what happens is when we are not emotionally aware, like we're getting friendships that are unhealthy, we're not able to communicate well what we need, um, and we don't set boundaries really well either. And so those things are really important and really impact our relationships. Mental Health Mondays with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. Thanks so much for joining us again this week. Thanks. See you next week. Coming up in just a little bit, we'll find out more about the uh, upcoming lectures at Village Lutheran Church in Ladue, Missouri. You're listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.